0: All right, hello everybody, and uh, welcome back to the Man on Podcast. Um, just me and Martin here today. How you doing, mate? Darren's decided to swan off to, to Bolton to Boston. I almost said Bolton. A bit of a difference between Bolton and Boston, but he's gone to uh, <laughs> gone to Boston with work, so he's left us.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, he swaned off again. I uh, I was away for a long weekend as well, so we're a bit later this week. But I suppose with the double game week, it kind of makes sense, anyway, doesn't it? Um, we could sort of got a bit of a better idea of where we are um, heading into this week. So, um, yeah, all good. we still one fixture to go
0: time of recording, so Liverpool, Luton, still to go ahead. I've technically got three players in that game, but I don't think three of them will make it on the pitch. So we'll, we'll see how many extra points I get through that. But um, I think say, the, the, the big talking point, I think now within FPL is where we go from here, effectively. And there's lots of... Paths depending on what chips you want to use and how you want to na- navigate certain game weeks, um, and a lot of what I've seen sort of in the last couple of days or so is still certainly working on the the the, the plan of no free hit game week twenty nine. And if you are on that plan, which is obviously perfectly fine, um, that certain moves you make probably from this point on have game week twenty nine in mind. So we obviously know I think six teams that definitely going to play game week 29 and some of those will play from this week, Aston Villa, West Ham, Fulham, being examples of teams that play 26 and 29 and obviously those in between. So I guess one of the big sort of talking points, dilemmas and sort of strategies now is whether that's the best way to play the game. Some of these teams have all right fixtures between game week 26 and 29. A team like Aston Villa, perfectly reasonable run of games. But they probably higher upside picks if you look elsewhere from those players, but the higher upside picks might not play in game week 29. So I think that's what a lot of it comes down to now. How we, can we keep sort of rolling our thoughts forward for more information or are we at the point now where we kind of need to commit to something? We kind of had this a couple of weeks ago, right? With, with how we sort of deal with game week 24, 25. Um, we kept trying to, Sort of the layout decisions on what chip we was going to use and eventually come to a point where we committed. Um and to the point with me this week that I had to commit and took a minus eight because I was so committed to it that I felt like I was sort of in these deep almost that I had to go through and take an extra hit still to carry on playing it. Um the issue obviously now with looking ahead to play week 29 is we still don't know all the fixtures because the FA Cup. Um next round we'll we'll know I think that the matches are played between game week 26 and game week 27. So by the game week 27 deadline, we will know all of the fixtures for game week 29. So what does that mean in terms of what we do in game week 26? Do we try and still cover all bases and make a transfer with with 29 in mind, but really commit to something next week? Or do we just think now no, we'll tackle the week in front of us, we'll play what we know. And really look to maximise um, from here. I'll, I'll move on. I've already got. We've not got those slides today. Just for those on on video, it's more just sort of an, an open discussion really between me and you. This is our current two teams or two squads and and our rank and decent week for both of us to start with. But we've both obviously got issues now in game week twenty six in terms of blankers. And then i think we're both gonna have different paths getting to game week 29 so hopefully we can have a little bit of a chat and be a bit different and help people listening with with, with what they think
1: yeah so i think for i think for me i'm i'm more in the camp of i'm just going to worry about this week and then get the information um because i know we, we say a lot neither of us are big fans of west ham so i don't really want to be buying a west ham player I think buying another Villa player is fair enough. I think like so. I've got Poro and Pinnock injured here, so I think one option for me um, definitely could be to go and buy Paul Torres, for example. I think that would be a reasonable move, um, and I might come to the decision that, that that's worth a hit for me because um, Villa have got a fixture in twenty nine, and they've got Fulham, Forest, Luton before that, so it's pretty pretty solid. Um, I got Jota as well; he's injured, and I think. I think you know talking about worry about this game week first. I think the the first transfer that's on my mind is 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 maybe Jota to to Odegaard, for example. I've only got two Arsenal here. I've got Gabriel and I've got Saka, and it feels like I should probably have three Arsenal at the moment. Um, so their next three fixtures are um, Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield United, um, and and Brentford as well before twenty before twenty nine. So really good fixtures, really good fixtures there. Um, Oh, sorry they've just played Burnley they've got Newcastle Sheffield United Brentford before 29 so two home games and then the away game against Sheffield United it feels like I should have three Arsenal really and am I am I really going to go and buy a Wolves player or, or a West Ham player instead of an Arsenal player just because of game week um, 29 that, that doesn't feel like the right thing to do to me but um, and I, and I might get lucky anyway right I could buy Odegaard and then if if Leeds knock Chelsea out of the cup then I'm, all of a sudden I've got three Arsenal players at home to Chelsea in game week 29 and it's, and it's all good anyway right so, um, so we'll you up, last...
0: you've got three and Porro, Palmer, obviously definitely no game <laughs> yes. no game right so that's four without a, without a fixture this week and you've got Jota who's injured
1: and Pinnock, Pinnock injured. who could be injured yeah, so you've got possibly six
0: non-players at
1: the moment. Yeah, so I'm struggling at the moment. So even even with a hit, I'm looking at playing with ten men. Um, even with one hit, I'd still be down to ten men. So this this, this is where I've got to decide what hit's worth it, really, because I, I think I'm pretty set that I want to do like Jota to Odegaard, I think so that gives me one more, and then but then is um is Pinnock to say is a sideways move from Pinnock to Regulion worth a minus four this week so Brentford have got West Ham away um and and then we know that they play right through till 29 um you could look at a Bournemouth player so Bournemouth have got a double game week in 28 think oh I'll, I'll get a Bournemouth player in now but they've got Man City this week so is that worth a hit or do you just take the zero um I think that's maybe debatable um I think Aston Villa's the, Aston Villa's the one, isn't it? I think may, maybe something like Pinnock to Pal Torres might make sense for me. That I think that you could argue that that's worth a hit. It gives me an extra man this week. Nottingham Forest at home, um, and it gives me an extra body in twenty nine. Like, I, I think that that sounds sensible, doesn't it? But I think you, I think you could easily take a hit this week. You think, oh, I'll take a hit because that gives me an extra man, and then. And then they're not that useful going forward. Like, 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 I say, like Pinnock to Regulian, for example, gives me an extra man this week, but then I'm not sure I'd play him again until 29. So, is it really, is it really worth it? Would I be better off just taking the zero, saving that transfer, and um, and having a bit more information maybe next week? Um, because as you say, by by game week 27, we'll we'll know the the landscape a bit better.
0: I think defenders is probably quite a good place to start this week because a lot of people might be struggling, like you, to have three defenders. So, anyone that's got Morrow, mm. no game. Anyone that's got Downsy, no game. Anyone the Liverpool defender, like me, I've got Virgil van Dijk, no game. Mm. Um, so Those three possibles there. Then people might have a Stupinan, who's obviously a risk around minutes right now. People might have an injured defender. You've got Pinnock there. Um, yeah. A few of defenders are obviously injured right now as well, concert players like that. So it's probably quite a few people who might be struggling to get three defenders. I actually have three. I'm quite lucky. I've got regular long Brantwaite's got Brighton away. Not exactly a great game, but he's still playing. Um, And and Gabriel. But for those that have got two defenders and maybe a third defender who's like an estupendant who might not be playing, what what do you do this week? Because I think there's the defenders you might want moving forward beyond this game. Week, I don't think have Great games. I think if you were going to look at picking defenders now, like you mentioned Bournemouth, but that's not a move for this week. That's probably a game week 28 transfer to get a Senesi or a Zabania or someone like that in. Trippier, I think, has got reasonable fixtures sort of fairly soon, but not this week, away at the Emirates. So you won't want to take a hit to, to do that, probably not. Um if, you, if you're targeting this week to get a good team you're going to go to a, probably a Wolves defender home to Sheffield United but do you, how, how long do you really want them for the only defender I can maybe make a case for I think right now is probably Diego Dallas. and uh, I don't know if he's necessarily worth a hit maybe United have got at least two good games in the next three weeks where you might pick him Um, and obviously there's, there's an outside chance a 29 game may go ahead against Sheffield United and then you're, you're setting yourself up for that but even here, I don't know if you're really sort of getting massively excited by the thoughts they can hit for Diego Dally, uh this week. So I think defenders are probably the hardest. The, do you really yeah. see Villa in complete sheets? Mine, I'm, I'm not convinced by the way. I'm seeing us play for the last sort of six, seven weeks. Um, no, but,
1: but I suppose the, the thing is, it's because it's, it's literally the, the hit is replacing a zero, isn't it? So really, if like if I get Torres for example, if he if he just gets two points, then you, then you could argue, you could argue, okay, well that was only a minus two, so it wasn't a disaster, and it that was worth a go, Nottingham Forest at home. So yeah, you say you're
0: setting yourself up slightly longer term. If you knew now that Pinnock was out for a month, then I think you could probably justify going to Paul Torres. But if Pinnock's likely to be back, as you say, probably before game twenty nine. If you feel like. If you sign Paul Torres, you're probably not going to pick him for the next block of games. Then I don't know if it's really worth it because, mm. as you said, probably end up being a minus two. It's you walk off with two points instead of zero you'll get from Pinner. but It's cost you four to get him. If you've got yeah. no intention of using him, they're both as useful as each other, probably, for Game Week 29. I'm mm. guessing after Game Week 29, in your case, you've probably got a wild card. So the, the, you don't need them beyond that. Yeah. You well, make this a transfer is the, for any player. You need to be playing them probably two or three times in the next four weeks to really make it worth it,
1: right? Yeah, that's it. And that's the other thing, like it it, it might not take much for me to maybe want a wild card next week, right? Depending on how the cup goes. If if all of a sudden Man United have got Sheffield United home in 29, um, you know, Arsenal Chelsea's on, or whatever, or 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 Man City's game's on. Who knows? I might be sat in next week, wanting to wild card. It's not impossible, is it? So, um, so yeah, maybe as like you say, I think because it's defenders, I've got a problem with it. It's difficult. Like I don't want to sell, I don't want to sell Poro because if he is back for that Palace game, then I'll be annoyed that I did that, and then he and then he's got the game in twenty nine. So, yeah, it's tricky. Maybe, maybe I just play with a. Uh, Play with ten men. Um, I think in your position,
0: the, the, the priority to Trenter, they've got to be the two attacking players. You've got a front three already, and mm-hmm. now you've got three midfielders with no game. I'd be moving two of them on. I think and, you know, there's upside in those two, whether it's other the guard, whether it's a Wolves midfielder, whether it's I'm trying to think of someone else you might want to get this week. Even someone like the other you got know, Garnacho, for example, maybe he'll be good this week. I don't know. But I think there's enough ups, There's not enough upside, I don't think, in these defenders. You can't trust any of the teams for clean sheets at the moment. The, the attacking ones maybe don't have great games this week. Say, Dallow's a possibility. Maybe you'll get away with Matt Cash or something. He might decide to have one of the weeks where he gets some attacking returns. But there's very minimal trust, for me, I think, in a defender, even like Aitlore or something. Could he get something, but do you really want him longer term? He'd be fine if you use wild card in next week, right? Punt Norwich for a week against Sheffield United. Yeah. He might get a bit of everything, couldn't he? But I, he wouldn't, do it for a, I wouldn't want it for a minus four. But a two no. attacking nothing for a minus four. If if you did, for argument's sake, Jota and Palmer because mm. they're the two that are not going to play twenty nine least likely. with If you if you're still looking at game twenty nine as a non free hit, you, you're you going to keep Richarlison aren't you, with the three. Because
1: he plays the United Palmer and Jota probably won't. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Um yeah, a bit of value tied up in Palmer, obviously. I'm yeah, I'm not mad keen about selling Richardson for a for a Wolves player, because I know I know like Son's back now and and, and they've got Werner, etc. but I still do kind of expect Richarlison to be starting games. I it is it is a bit of a minute's risk. And I think we saw at the weekend that Song got moved to the middle when things weren't going well for a bit. So I know it's not as good as it was, but I still don't really want to be selling him for a Wolves player when he's got a game in 29 and he's got Crystal Palace at home coming up. And and Wolves could could easily not have a game in 29. Like they've got Brighton at home in the cup. It's far from impossible that they go through, right? So I'm I'm not keen on selling with Charleston for a Wolves player or a West Ham player. Um or or a villa midfielder particularly. I think Palmer Palmer to Douglas Louise is one I thought about because it's similar sort of similar sort of um you know value. I can afford to do that easily. Um, you know, over a short run. We know Douglas Louise is capable of of banging in a bit of a haul. And so we've got forest Luton Forest Luton Spurs and then West Ham in twenty nine before you know a potential wild card. I think that's definitely an option. Um, it's interesting
0: that you're putting Douglas Suiz over Pedro Neto at the moment. I think this is one of those really interesting discussions with Neto. Yeah. Operation target Sheffield United right, have just been battered twice in three weeks. Mm. Um, basically playing not quite centre-forward Neto, but was mm. the most advanced player, I think, in the last game against Tottenham. And your priority is fair enough a penalty taker. But someone who's probably going to end up playing deeper now because Bubakar Kamara is injured. So he, the the the, the trade off for the Villa midfield, we don't have a direct replacement for Kamara. So it mm. means Louise playing more as a six rather than an eight. McGinn playing more of an eight rather than sort of one of our sort of functional wide midfielders. And then like Jacob Ramsey coming in or someone like that. So if anything, Kamara being injured only pushes Louise deeper. The Villa. Fair enough. He still gets the set pieces. He still takes the penalties. But he's pretty much the same price now as playing a And are you being, I'm not going to say tricked, but you being manipulated into thinking he's better just because he pays 29 rather than going for someone who's in the front three, has Sheffield United? Um, yeah. I think this is a decision a lot of people have got now, that they're getting a bit... I don't, I don't know the right word to describe it really but they're looking at Nottingham Forest players because they might play game week 29 nothing wrong with someone like Alanga right he's playing a lot of minutes he's quite involved in attacking play but do we really want a Nottingham Forest player in our squads could we do better than that I don't think it'd be mm-hmm. really entertaining like, if it wasn't for game week 29 um, you're looking at Aston Villa midfielders. As Leon Bailey minutes risk quite injury prone Douglas so he's playing deeper but on penalties West Ham obviously have been absolutely woeful for two or three games now. People are sort of thinking about getting bothered and kudus and things like that. These players can still deliver, obviously. They are players that have potential. But there seems to be a big drive and a big focus on these guys because they have a game in four weeks where they might get two points. And in the next three weeks, you're turning them down Possibility of quite good points just because you're looking at what's happening in four weeks, but you're not so bad here because I say your priority is Oliver, which I think is more in the other type of transfer in terms of targeting the next three, which I think is where I'm headed, and I'd rather do that than prioritize what might be in four weeks, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen quite a few things on my timeline around people looking at should I get a Langer in, should I get Douglas Louise in, should I do this, should I do that. I'm thinking. These moves they don't seem to make a lot of sense. They seem quite suboptimal. But it's amazing what a blank game you can do in a couple of weeks in terms of impacting people's thoughts. And yeah, I think you just look back at that point and you'll get quite excited when you've got 11 players in game week 29. Then wonder why you yeah. only got 30 points because all the players you've got only got two. And then you'll think, oh, look, what I've missed in 26, 27, 28. Now. I could have had all these points, but I'd pick this guy You've got ended up getting two points. I don't know, it's not guaranteed to work out like that, but the way I'm yeah. doing it, you're more likely
1: to end up like that. I think the, I think the point you've made about Douglas Luiz um, being impacted by Kamara missing is is fair enough. Because otherwise I'd just say, well, I think Villa's fixtures are probably just as good as Wolves and they've got one more and Douglas Louise is perfectly capable. Um, but yeah, the point about Kamara missing, I think, is important. He's on one hundred and fifteen points, Douglas Luiz. Like he's not, you know, he's been a he's been a good asset, and I, so I think with those fixtures over a short run, um, if he was in his normal position, his normal role, um, I would see that as fair enough. But maybe, maybe that point about Kumara missing, maybe that does swing it back towards a Huang or Renato. Um, yeah, it's tough that. I think it, it feels like it feels like you're definitely you'd definitely be in favor of the wolves. The wolves pick. Well,
0: I'm doing it. My, my position is obviously very different to yours. I have less players than you already. I think with game week twenty nine in mind, I don't have a wild card still to use. Um, so my planning has got to be maybe a slightly more longer term than yours because I've got to get through to the end of the season when you've maybe only got to get through four or five weeks. You could then end into twenty nine, which maybe makes it a bit more appealing. Than mine. But, and I've naturally just started to come away from game with 29 players. I sold Polo this week, for example, for, for Doughty, who doesn't have a game in 29. And I'm looking at my team for this week, and I've got four Blankers as, uh, with one free transfer. So I've got the two Liverpool guys, Van Dyke and Darwin, with no game, Um, Richarlison with no game, and, and Doughty with no game. So I've got at the moment 10. And I, I'm looking at it now, and I'm, I'm in the same boat. I could still try and keep my options open for for game week 29. But then I'm thinking, what what could I... I, I sort of had two paths in my head, and I, I'm looking at it and thinking, what can I get if I commit to, basically now, to a free hit in game week 29? Obviously, we may get a, a big raft of upsets in the FA Cup, and I may be able to fill the team in 29 without um, the free hit. But if I go in with the, with the mentality now that I've got a free-hit 29, how would my transfers differ um, compared to if I was um, focused on 29? And I don't know if there's some teams that are just being a bit inflated, even a team like Tottenham. I think if you ask anyone now that doesn't intend to, to free-hit 29, one of the big plans of the coming game weeks is to get to three Tottenham. You, you, you'll probably be in that position where you've got two already that you don't really want to sell mm. And I'm guessing the transfer you mm-hmm. soon will be Simon Madison, most likely would come in yeah. before game week 29. The fixtures around game week 29 are not bad, and in, in my case, but after after 29, I don't think they're that good. Maybe 30 is not too bad. I can't remember exactly, but you can deal with that on your wildcard. I can't. So do I really want loads of Tottenham players for the next batch of games? So I could sell Richarlison this week for for the Wolves player. Um, which is fine, puts me up to 11. And I could also maybe move Darwin Nunes on for Solanke this week. I'm gonna want Solanke soon um, for the run from 27 and 28. Um yeah. possible triple captain for me in 28 as well. And it gives me 12 players for a hit, just in case the De Bruyne decides that his hamstrings are in again um, before the game with 26 kickoff, because so obviously we don't know if he's gonna be back. So there's some sort of backup plan to make sure I've got eleven. Um, then I'll go into game week 27 next week and I can afford the Bruyne to Salah Salah will have not in Forest Man City obviously I can get rid of him on the free hit in 29 if he blanks and I'll have him in place then from 30 till the end of the year so for people with wildcard left I'm sure that's part of their thoughts that they'll go end of the season with Salah, Haaland and any other sort of squad but for me committing to the free hit means I can sort of get one step ahead of that and get Salah in now or in game week 27. Then in game week 28, I can then get the Bournemouth defender um, who's got the double. He's a bit useful beyond game week 29. I think the game, the fixes in 30, 31 are not too bad for Bournemouth. And, and say so by the time I get to game week 30, for one hit, I'll end up with, with, with this. I'll read a team out here, and I don't think it'll be that different to what you might be thinking about wildcarding. So it will be Ray the bravd for Um, Gabriel Van Dijk, um, Doughty, Brent and um, Tonesi Saint, the Bournemouth defender. Then midfield mm. will be Salah, Saka, Foden and Garnaccio, and I'd probably bring Palmer in in game at 30 back from, from the Wolves mid. So that five midfield feels quite template for wildcard team. And up front I'd have Haaland, Tony and Solanke up front. So, at least in terms of the front eight, I could end up being in the same position as you, having not had a wild card. Um, So, do I want to mess around now making transfers for Aston Villa players who aren't great after 30, Tottenham players who aren't great after 30, um, West Ham players who I don't want anyway, whether it's before 30 or after 30, or do I get players in now who could get points in the next couple of game weeks. People were largely avoided because they're a problem in game week 29. And as as well as being fairly differential for the next couple of weeks, they're also setting me up for beyond game week 30 and putting me more in line with what more of a template wildcard sort of set up. So that's my current thought that just commit to the free hit 29 now, May sort of play what's in front of you, get the Wolves player this week because... Targeting Sheffield United has got to be a good thing right now. Get Salah next week when we think he might be available for game week 27 when a time when people won't have him. Um, enjoy him against Nottingham Forest and, and Man City. And then if the FA Cup falls in a certain way where I can get through with eight men or something I don't have to free it then obviously it becomes an option. But I think it just—it's so short, not short-sighted, but you're limiting yourself so much. Now, all your next few fi- uh, transfers are going to be West Ham, Tottenham, Aston Villa, Brentford. M- maybe in twenty-eight, it might be a bit different because you might get an extra game added or something. We'll, we'll know obviously soon what. But then we're missing out on wait, we're missing out on Neto. we're missing out on Salah, we're missing out on extra Bournemouth for their double. All because. Someone's got a game in 29 where, if we're being realistic with ourselves, they're probably going to get somewhere between two and six points. They're not massively high upside So, How many points do we really expect, other than Douglas Louise to get when my stand play Aston Villa? Obviously, it could one of them might score two goals, right? But if we're being realistic with our expectations, it's not going to be low. Like, I think someone like Son's a little bit different. He's got obviously a nice run, Crystal Palace at home, Villa away with the high line, and then the fixture in 29. I'd have no issues with people getting him in. But that's not this week, is it? Because they don't have a fixture. So,
1: yeah. No, I yeah, think it, definitely it, not
0: it, It's not easy, but I think it's now people have got to be a bit more committed. I don't think I think we've reached a point almost where we can't be. I'll just wait one more week for this. I'll wait one more week for that. We'll know this at this point because I don't think anyone's really in the position to roll currently. So you're yeah. gonna have to do something. And, and whatever that something is you do, you can't get Tottenham yet because they don't have a game. And they're the one team that kind of, that do still tick both boxes almost, target the next three weeks and 29 as well. I don't think many other teams, unless you haven't got Oli Watkins, if you, if you can just do a straightforward Darwin to Watkins this week, if you're in that position, then you probably are still keeping your options open. But apart from that one, I don't really see any moves this week you can make with 29 in mind. Everything else is either committing to 29 or committing
1: to playing the next couple of weeks sort of separate to that mm. yeah no yeah I'd say I broadly agree So, say my my priority I think is to get Odegaard or, or certainly a third Arsenal because their fixtures I think are too good not to have three of them at the moment with the way they're playing Um, and then and then yeah probably look to get some, some Tottenham in ahead of ahead of game week 29 Tottenham's run after game week 29 by the way is still pretty good. They've got Luton at home, West Ham away, then Forest at home. Um so it is pretty good for a while. Their fixtures from 33 onwards are pretty rough, but until then um they're very good. Um a
0: bit low strategy still just not from now <laughs> Shame that Yeah. yeah. Have a
1: game. Yeah. Makes me think oh if I think if you can I think if you can hold on to wild cards until 33, that's possibly not a bad idea as well, actually. But Because um, that is that would be a jump-off point for, for, for Tottenham. Um, for Villa maybe, as well, right? And Villa as well, yeah. Um, and yeah, like even, like even like Chelsea's... Well, actually, no, Chelsea's fixtures aren't great. I'm trying to off-the-cuff now see... Who has a particularly good run from 33 onwards? Um, yeah, I uh, mean Brentford. To be fair, Brentford have a have a fairly good run from then. Um, So yeah, uh, that's, that's um, something to consider. So yeah, how far can we get? Because I think uh, there's a lot of talk of dead ending into 29 and then wildcard in 30, isn't there? But I think it's the same. It's the same thing, really. It won't take much where I think you'll look at it and actually think, oh, we can probably. This wild card can wait potentially, depending on what moves you decide to make. But
0: yeah, interesting when people use it, and if they do keep it a bit longer, and how they that there might be some who do decide to use it in 28. Obviously, it means you can't use another chip if you didn't intend to use a different chip in 28. But it might be by then if you've just said there that the likes of Tottenham, the likes of Villa have slightly longer good runs. It might mean that you can wild card 27-28 with a squad then with 29. you might, let's just say, Manchester United doesn't end up going ahead with, with Sheffield United in 29. You can wildcard in your triple-man United. You can wildcard in two or three Tottenham, two or three Villa. The likes of Tony, players like that, be quite well set for 29 without needing to free hit. Still then have 30 and 31, 32 free transfers to... Gradually start to work your way off those Man United and Finner and Tottenham players into other players you might want, you might want to go back to like Cole Palmer or something at that point. And then you still what your free hit in the pocket to use in one of the other doubles. Be interesting if that becomes an option after the FA Cup draw. Um, mm. People are prepared to sort of go against the template and go against the norm. Um but again, that's, it, 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 this week is, I think, just so awkward for a lot of managers because partly because defenders is where we're short sure, and there's not a defender to really bring in. I agree. You said Paolo Torres, I think Dallow. I think those two are, are not bad. But beyond that, it, neither are overly exciting, I don't think. But there's not a lot beyond those two. And then yeah. in, in midfield, I think most people would probably agree that the high upside pick for this week is Wolves. But which one of the two? And is that a priority over? Other options, particularly the Villa and West Ham guys. In your case, say, I think you're probably quite unique in a minute, not to have free Arsenal. But there's that and then the strikers. Do you really attack this week with Watkins, who's good for sort of say keeping the flexibility open for one more week? Do you get Solanke now because you need him soon, but you don't really want him this week? Um, there's a combination here and I think each manager is going to have to sort of accept what they are as managers now in terms of how aggressive they want to be um, and I guess that's the main takeaway from this pod now in terms of one game week punts if you want to call it that with um, with Wolves with how far in advance do you want to play do you want to play Watkins for six, seven weeks or do you want to get Solanke in to prepare for sort of two weeks or, or, or something like that I think it does question your sort of mentality and attitude as a manager here in play what's in front of you versus play short term versus play longer term. Mm -hmm. And it's probably quite a big opportunity here to make games in these next three or four weeks because some people will be reluctant to take hits so close to a wild card. Some people, I say, because they're focused on such a small pool of clubs, may throw away quite a lot of points because they're not being aggressive enough with their plans. And can those that do end up with a, a big focus towards game week 29, is the upside of game week 29 where no doubt they'll probably get a green arrow in that week. But is their green arrow in 29, by default of playing 11 players, going to make up for any points they might lose in the three or four weeks before that because yeah. they've not been by the most optimal players. So, this is in some ways, the most interesting part of the season. I think that it's definitely the, the, the part where not doing the right decision could cost you quite a lot, it feels like, in this block. And I mean, you've been have a steady climb for a while, right? we're still short of where we'd like to be. But we're, we are gradually getting our way back towards a rank that we'd probably be quite happy with. I think one kind of what top 100k overall would be yeah. satisfactory for us.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely achievable now. I think uh, what I'm up to now about 320k, something like that. So. Yeah, I think we're about the
0: same thing as us too at the moment. Um. so yeah it could be it could be a point one of us is 500 600k by 29. the other one's like 80k depending if, especially if we both go different paths from here mm. I know we naturally will be a bit different because of our current squads are a little bit different and we've got different chips left but it sounds like you're maybe I'm, I'm definitely sort of all maverick aggressive mode really and playing the next sort of two weeks what's in front of me where well, you've still got a, a, more of a keener eye on what might be in 28, 29 than I have. I think I've just written off that I'm going to free hit. And it would take mm-hmm. an ex- probably an exceptional set of circumstances for me not to do that. And I'll be yeah. chipless by getting week 29 as, as things stand. That'll be when I play my free hit in 29, I'll have no chips left. Potentially you could have like two or three, right?
1: Yeah, I've still got uh I've still got wildcard free hit and bench boost to use. So yeah, so, yeah. Um, welcome to Darren as
0: well. For me, I have like no chips there for a big time of the
1: season. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel I, I feel like I probably just swallow twenty nine. To be honest, I think like even if I play with like seven or eight men, I I mm-hmm. just I don't particularly like the the fixtures. It'll be different for you if you end up with like four or five. Obviously, that's um, it's a different story, but. I just want I just want Leeds to beat Chelsea in the cup and then and then it will that it's definitely not needed. That's what I want to happen. But, but that that's yeah. the big one
0: for me as well. And and maybe I might because we'll know by the game in twenty seven then, by I so I've got a decision at the moment. I think the Bruyne is gonna be my move that week. I'm getting ahead of myself. But I've got a choice of Salah or Son in twenty seven. At the moment, mm-hmm. Salah just feels like he's more likely to get points than Son based on how he's playing. But if I knew then that Arsenal was on in game week 29, then I'd obviously mm. be less likely to need to free hit, and Maybe that might be enough to trigger me to get some over Salah in 27 and with 29 in mind. Mm. And maybe, I uh, yeah, as you said, I might still end up playing with seven or eight, triple Arsenal, Tony, and have some by then. Maybe a few others scattered around in my other game. A rig along, I've still got. At the moment, I think I plan to sell him for the Bournemouth defender in 28, but if he's got a game in. Twenty nine, and I'm not going to free here. It might mean I transfer someone else out instead, um, maybe Van Dijk or something. who I'd rather not sell then. But he's got Man City twenty eight in the blank twenty nine, so maybe he'll become the the Bournemouth or something. So I've got I've got other paths from twenty seven on, but yeah, certainly for this week I'm not going to be signing Douglas Louise over over Neto because of twenty nine. Um, mm.
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah, I'm having to think about that now. So <laughs> for me for me, it it, it wasn't just that Douglas Luiz has got the game in 29. That's just like part of the whole package. But yeah, with Kamara being an out, maybe it's not as good. Um so yeah, maybe I'll maybe i think about that. You might have tempted me into getting the Wolves player instead. Um, <laughs> but I'll think, think about it. Anything else to discuss, mate?
0: I don't know if um that was the, the gist of what we we're talking to talk about today. Um, so we haven't mm-hmm. got those no slides, so
1: things yeah. there yeah, I think I, I, I think that's I think that's it, isn't it? I think yeah, so I think yeah, key key summary points are obviously rem- remember remember that the FA Cup games happen between twenty six and twenty seven so you know this whole Game Week twenty nine thing we we don't have to wait until then. It, it is only one more week and then we know. So depending on what your team looks like. You know that 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 realization might lead you to oh yeah well I can just focus on this week because because it's fine if I, as long as I know by next week and then there's a there's a few um, like transfers in hand to prepare for it then it's all good but yeah definitely definitely for me it's Arsenal player in and then is anything else worth a hit um, or do I just wait for the information I think would
0: you take a hit for Selenki? so I think my number one move is from Charleston to one of the Wolves' mids. And that puts me at 11. But I say one of those 11s, Kevin De Bruyne, who, based on last night, um, we don't know, he's got a new hamstring niggle, right? it was, he, he wasn't warmed up and, and didn't play as a precaution. Um, who knows if he's going to be fit for, for the game with Bournemouth. So if, if he isn't, it's 10 for me. Or I can just do Darwin, who seems like he's injured to Solanke as well I can bench Solanke as my 12th player this week um, don't have high expectations from him against Man City but then he's in pace then for the 27 game with Burnley which is um, quite encouraging and obviously the double 28 do I put that move back a couple of weeks until maybe 28 and get Solanke in the week I actually need him or do I just get it done now and give myself that sort of backup for, for this week
1: yeah, I'm not sure I would take a hit for someone that you might not even use. That that doesn't that doesn't feel right to me. I think I'd just risk it. That would annoy me if you took a minus four and he just doesn't even play like in your team. There's going to be a hit,
0: I think, after anyway, because De Bruyne is going to go in 27, as I've said in 28. We're yeah. probably going to get a Bournemouth defender as well, so it's going to be two Bournemouth players in 28, which will be a hit then. So I'm only moving the hit forward. And say so there's an outside chance. It might be what we've been falling the minus two this week at the boiler notions.
1: Yeah. But it's still it's still all probably, isn't it? Like you never know what will happen. Like another week of information. Yeah, I I don't f I see what you're saying. You're gonna do it anyway, so why not give yourself the backup? But yeah, it'd be another week of information for me, I think, in that circumstance. Just risk just risk it that you won't need him. Yeah, I think that's my sort of main decision, but we can
0: wait till near the deadline for that one. I think mean, maybe Darwin will turn up on uh, unexpectedly tonight and get some minutes and then maybe he's a bit more of an option for slightly longer, because at the moment I've convinced myself that he might not even play in 27. I don't actually know what he's done, to be honest. But mm. where Jota, I think they've been a bit clearer on it. What's up with him is more months than days, isn't it? I think is it a couple of months, I think they've said... But Darwin yeah. sort of yeah. success thing today, isn't it? So we're not quite so sure with him. Yeah, yeah. But we don't want another situation like Liverpool have had with, with Trent are having with De Bruyne, that these players that maybe come back a bit too soon, Salah as well, another one, is these players that, I wouldn't say have been rushed back, but maybe have played minutes slightly earlier than originally expected certainly like Saturday the weekend, I was really surprised that after he'd obviously come on, influenced the game, got an assist, got a goal. I think at that point they still had scope to make another transfer, another substitute, the ball. so I know he'd only been on the pitch about 15-20 minutes, but he's already had his impact on the game They probably could have got him off again for like Harvey Elliott or something, and maybe yeah. that might have stopped him getting re-injured. The game was won at that point, but clubs do seem quite keen to overplay some of these um, players with really, particularly hamstrings, it looks like, and then... Feels like the injury never quite properly clears up, and then they're a lingering problem, right? If they're back, then they're not back, then they're back. And I don't think I really want these players in my team that you're never quite sure game this game if they're going to play. It's bad enough with Pep anyway, with the rotation. that know I've injured people. Yeah, I'm sure. A little bit of a rant on that. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for Bye. this week. So, um, yeah, we're back for game week 27. We'll know some the actual game week 29 games at that point um, when we pod next week. So, um, yeah, and then we can be, be, maybe be a bit more clearer with, with what we're going to do at that point. But um, if you like this video, um, give us a like um, and a subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on other social media platforms. Um,
1: yeah, that's Thanks, Martin. All right. Thanks, mate. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. See you next time.